This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03, Wednesday afternoon, June 15th. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on the Noon Business Hour. I'm Rob Hart. Netflix has given the go-ahead to a reality TV series inspired by its hit show Squid Game. We'll learn much more in our next segment. But right now, the Federal Reserve will make its latest interest rate announcement in under an hour. Let's get a preview from David Jones, chairman of DMJ Advisors based in Denver, Colorado, and author of the book Understand. Central Banking. David, thanks for joining us today. It sounds like investors are placing all of their bets on a three quarters of a percent interest rate hike uh, announcement later this afternoon, uh, as opposed to a, a half a percentage point. And they say that the uh, the core CPI and producer price uh, index numbers that came out uh, earlier this week and last week kind of underpin that belief. Do you think it's a 75 basis point increase today? I do think it is, but it's very much a last-minute decision, uh, which is unusual for the Fed. Remember, as you just alluded to, the Fed told us ahead of time that they were just going to raise rates a half a percentage point at this meeting. All of a sudden, they got that huge inflation number up 8.6% on consumer prices. They also got something the market doesn't watch too closely, and that was the uh, expectations of where inflation will be five years from now. That We find that in that Michigan survey. Remember, that survey showed us consumer sentiment fell uh, out of the, you know, fell sharply. Uh, but inflation expectations in that survey actually rose when people start were asked what they thought inflation would be five years from now. I think that shook up the Fed. So the answer is yes, uh, we will get three quarters of a point hike today, and I expect more hikes at future Fed meetings. How long does it take uh, from concept to can, as it were, uh, for an interest rate hike or a tapering program to make its way into the economy at large? When will we start to be to, to notice the impact of these uh, rate hikes that have been taking place since March? I would say we have to get out into perhaps uh, early next year before we really see any major break in the inflation process. And uh, that means we're going to see a series of Fed rate hikes to fight those inflation numbers going out through the rest of these this year and probably into the spring of next year. Some people bet on maybe 4% interest rates by then, maybe even higher. Uh, let's put it this way. The Fed's job in fighting inflation is a multi-year process, not a multi-month process. And then what happens if, uh, you know, just uh, miraculously the uh, Russia-Ukraine war comes to an end and some of these supply chain disruptions, especially on the petroleum side, uh, dissipate? What happens at that point? 
Well, is it, that definitely is good news, given that uh, the, the Ukraine and Russia are major grain producers. But we've got a lot more problems, not the least of which is President Biden's disastrous energy policy, his fight against fossil fuels, which is at the heart of this uh, inflation crisis. So we've got a long way to go, even if we do get some good, lo- good news along the way. Well, David Jones, that was the pregame show, chairman of DMJ Advisors in Denver, Colorado, author of the book Understanding Central Banking. We'll bring you back at 1.20 for uh, analysis after the Fed makes its interest rate hike announcement. Coming up next, the show Squid Game inspires a reality TV series with a $4.5 million prize. The only program dedicated to currency events. You're listening to the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Netflix is planning a reality TV series inspired by its popular show Squid Game. Let's get the details from Tom Lason, media analyst uh, based in Seattle, Washington. Find him on Twitter at Tom Lason. Tom, thanks for joining us today. Uh, First off, uh, are the stakes of uh, Squid Game, the reality show, nearly as high as they are on uh, Squid Game, the TV series? Uh, Possibly, unfortunately, no, because that certainly would be compelling, would it not? Uh, A game of life and death, but uh, we're not there yet, although I've said for years that's probably where we're heading on television in the distant future. But at any rate, no, there's no uh, fatal consequences in the Squid Game, the Challenge program. Um, It's going to be for big bucks, though. 456 players playing for $4.56 million dollars. That's the largest cash prize in reality TV history and the largest cast ever assembled. But we don't know if that's going to be winner-take-all or distributed maybe down a top 10 list or how that's going to work across the 10 episodes. And by the way, you know, you mentioned the TV show that is, you know, got the fatal consequences for losing a game. That has been renewed for a second season. Uh, it was Netflix's most popular season uh, series ever with 1.65 billion views. So a second season is coming on that. And even though I hate the word synergy, of course, there's going to be lots of opportunities for cross-marketing between the reality show and the, and the scripted drama being produced for a second season. It's interesting that you mentioned that uh, eventually we're going to find a uh, game show, a reality show style situation where uh, a contestant is killed off as a consequence. Uh, an idea first uh, introduced to the world uh, thanks to Stephen King and Richard Dawson and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in uh, The Running Man uh, way back back when um and and, and that it was a, a dystopian uh, uh vision of things to come but uh, you say uh, that could potentially be reality uh sometime in the 2050s so uh it'll be good to know uh, what uh, reality show additions to avoid uh in the future but it's interesting yeah. to, to talk about the synergy about squid game the tv series and squid game the uh, reality show that's coming up there were some korean cultural centers in chicago that did do their own version of Squid Game because they said this was actually a good jumping-off point for some elements of Korean culture because some of the games were you know, very near and dear to people's hearts who grew up in South Korea and that this was an opportunity to introduce people to things that were actually culturally very important. Yeah, there's been a couple of um, um, small-time production spinoffs on YouTube that have received something like 250 million views. So it really was a cultural touch point. With that said, though, if you want to be on the show and you go to squidgamecasting.com 
and uh, start doing your workouts. Um, one of the requirements, however, in this first run is that uh, the people be English speakers. Um, so all the instructions and all the gameplay is in English. But of course, you know as well as I do, if this is a huge hit, it'll uh, ping pong to other different countries. And uh, this could be a franchise that Netflix leverages for a long time. And the good news about this, if you don't mind, if you have a second, I'll let you guide me. Um, I think that one of the big benefits here is budget if you have a second for that. Well, I was going to say very quickly, you know, this is this a sign that uh, Netflix is now getting down to brass tacks? Um, the, the, the era of just throwing good money after bad at uh, any celebrity or comedian who walks in the door is over. And now that they have a hit, they really have to get as much cash out of it as possible. Uh, very, very much so. And I think, you know, the, the big productions, high-budget productions, uh, played a role in building reputation. But look at Squid Games. It is cheap to produce. It is stripped-down sets, easy costumes, free talent. What's not to like? You know, Apple's severance is like this. You put people in a white room and tell a story with one camera. And, man, that is that is a cheap way to produce a hit. And it's really sort of reality television nirvana. Reality TV was invented to reduce costs from the scripted uh, scripted dramas. And this is an even cheaper version of that since dystopia always tends to be fairly minimalistic. Tom Lason, media analyst based in Seattle, Washington. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. You can find him on Twitter at Tom Lason. Coming up next, how a credit freeze could help thwart identity thieves. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Loaning useful information each weekday. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. A credit freeze or fraud alert can be key to preventing or limiting damage from identity theft. Let's learn more from Jerry Irvine, CIO of Prescient Solutions and members of the uh, member of the U.S. Secret Service Electronic Crimes Task Force based in Chicago. Jerry, thanks for joining us today. This advice to just get a credit freeze or a fraud alert on your credit report all the time uh, sounds like it lends credence to this theory of that uh, everyone will eventually be a victim of identity theft. Uh, if it hasn't happened to you, it just means it hasn't happened to you yet. Yeah, that, that's true. Actually, the head of the FBI said two types of people, right? Those that have been hacked and those who don't know they've been hacked. So the, the bottom line is you do need to protect yourself. Now, there's really two different ways. You can do a freeze or you can lock your account. Uh, generally, freezing your account... Uh, you know, the terminology is different between the different uh, credit bureaus. But if you have already been hacked, if your identity has already been stolen, then it's a good idea to go on and freeze your account. Uh, what this does is it, it lets your existing creditors look at your credit information, but no other organization is allowed to look and pull up your credit information. Now, if you so do- it's really the strictest. It's the strictest way. And if you do go about the, taking that course of action, uh, that also means you have to jump through a few additional hopes if you yourself uh, want to uh, uh, refinance a mortgage or take out a loan or a line of credit. Uh, the, the bank has to contact you personally, and you have to pick up the phone so they know that you are the person actually uh, seeking out this source of funding. 
That's correct. In, in a freeze, um, you do have the ability to unfreeze your account. Um, and, and freezing your account is free. Now, it's a, a federal law. The, the organizations have to allow you to freeze your account. Um, and if you call them, they have to unfreeze your account within an, within an hour. If you mail them, it has to, they have to do it within six days. Um, however, if you lock your account, what you can do is um, you manage your account online and you can give specific organizations the ability to check your credit uh, as opposed to just denying everybody. It would deny everybody until you give them the credit, uh, the ability to do that. So it's, a, it's another option. Um, while freezing your account is free, uh, the uh, the actual uh, locking of your account can cost as much as 25 bucks a month uh, with the individual credit bureaus. And then very quickly, uh, online identity theft, you know, how what is the prevalence of online identity theft? Is it something that's uh, uh, even gaining more momentum? Well, absolutely. You know, the, the most common way uh, for hackers or, or malicious actors to steal identity is through phishing scams, emails that they send you, and then you click on something and they gather information out of your computer. So 90% of all um, you know, phishing scams uh, occur as a result of some type of clicking on an email, something like that. Now, um, the other organizations, like when Equifax got, got hacked, uh, you know, those those occurred actually from a phishing scam as well. A person inside of Equifax who had rights clicked on something and it gave them you know, the ability to get in. So um, it, it really happens more by individual access. But as uh, as we know, large companies like Equifax, Target, uh, American Express, everybody has been hacked. And when your information gets stolen, uh, you know, you've got to protect yourself in the best way. To, if you've already been hacked, is to use a freeze on your account. If you are protecting yourself because you think you, you, you don't want to be hacked, then uh, locking it might be a better option. Jerry Irvine, CIO of Prescient Solutions based in Chicago, still ahead in Personal Finance Wednesday, strategies for both young and older investors. This is Chicago's all-news station, News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. Governor Pritzker urging residents of Illinois to be careful in the heat today. COVID vaccines for the youngest Americans could be available soon. And in Personal Finance Wednesday, strategies to help both young and older investors. WBBM Business, the markets are higher. The Dow is up 181 points. The NASDAQ is up 190. The S&P 500 is up 37. AccuWeather says a dangerously hot day today. An excessive heat warning in effect until 8 o'clock tonight. The heat index could hit 105 this afternoon. The forecast for today, mostly sunny, breezy, very hot and humid, and a high of 97. Topping our news at 1231, extreme heat is creating an oven-like atmosphere in Illinois. Illinois. Governor Pritzker is reminding people that it's critical to find ways to stay cool. Whether it's going to the movies or spending a few hours at a cooling center, spending some time in the cooling buses that are 
provided or staying the night with family or friends. Illinois has six cooling centers across the state on top of many other municipal locations. Government regulators could give the green light to COVID vaccine shots for children under the age of five today. Here's CBS News correspondent Matt Piper. Today, a Food and Drug Administration panel will review Moderna and Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccines for children as young as six months old. The Biden administration says the shots could be available as soon as next Tuesday if they are approved. The panel voted yesterday to grant an emergency use authorization for Moderna's shot for children ages 6 through 17. Pfizer received the same approval last year. The vaccine would still need approval from the Centers for Disease Control before being rolled out. It's 12.32 as the noon business hour continues. Markets are gaining ground ahead of the Federal Reserve interest rate hike announcement. We're joined by Jeff Kilberg's chief investment officer at Sanctuary Wealth based in Chicago. Jeff, thanks for joining us today. What will markets react to this afternoon? Are they going to react to the number or the news conference? Rob, I think markets are certainly going to react to the news conference. And today is a critical historical day. In less than 30 minutes, we're going to hear from the Federal Reserve as they conclude their two-day policy meeting. And this actually means this is going to be the biggest interest rate hike since 1994. And of course, Rob, this is all in the wake of this persistent and stubborn inflation. We saw CPI, the Consumer Price Index, rose 8.6% in May. That's a huge jump, a 40-year high. And now the Fed, who, by the way, intentionally created inflation, now they're trying to combat inflation. So you're going to see potentially 75 basis point rate hike today, and that's going to really be a, a heavy hand in the marketplace. But you may see some relief if the Fed actually does that, because we have to find a way here in Chicago, we're the fourth largest city in pain, paying $6 for a, a, a take of gas per gallon. So you've seen inflation really run away and get out of hand. So now the Fed, who's going to try and come in and cover up their mistake from last year, do something today. But this is a big critical day for the Obviously, the equity markets, as we now in the S&P 500, have just gone into a bear market, which means down 20% from the high in January of this year. Well, here's a question about uh, a lot of the inflationary pressures on the economy, starting with gas prices. And obviously, you have to look at the war in Ukraine as being one of the drivers of, of high gas prices. But there are some domestic concerns as well. We're still trying to ramp up uh, domestic production to where it was prior to 2019, and also trying to bring refinery capacity back online, which is 5% lower than where it was three years ago. And with to do both of those things, to get an oil rig back up and up, up and moving with uh, sand and, and materials, and also to, to, to expand capacity of an oil refinery, you have to borrow money. And if you make it more expensive to borrow money, are you less likely to do those things that'll bring gas prices down? It's quite the uh, quite the circle. It's a catch twenty two. But I know the narrative being spun on the administration that this is Putin's price hike. That's just false. I disagree. And crude oil trading at one seventeen. There are a lot of reasons. There are a lot of policy implementations of not having the ability to drill here to release and create production over the last couple of years, that is what is coming uh, to impact the marketplace. So yes, demand is just reopening over in China. They were on lockdowns uh, again. So we're seeing this crude oil demand, but crude oil being as high as it is going to continue to keep paying at the pump. And I think there's no immediate band-aid here. This is all part of policies that have been implemented by our government over the last couple of years to really put a cap on uh, production. So it's going to be a bit of ebb and flow. I do have confidence, though, that we will find a way to bring supply 
eye on, and not just domestically, but globally. And whatever happens inside of Ukraine, hopefully that gets resolved soon. But that is not the driver, to be clear. And then when it comes to, uh, you know, an interest rate hike, you know, today's hike, when are we going to see this in the broader economy? So the broader economy, that's, that's the dislocation, Robin. It's a great point you bring up because we are seeing food and energy, which, of course, the, the Federal Reserve doesn't utilize in their inflation inputs. But we're seeing just a dislocation from the Midwest to the South to the West Coast. So it's very much a pocket recovery inflation. But right now, make no mistake about it, we are paying a lot more. And it's hurting a lot of us as we go to pay an extra two, three, four hundred $400 a month that used to go to consumer spending. We actually saw a consumer spending data point come out today that revealed the fact that consumers don't have that extra cash to spend because they're paying for it on gas. So, again, I think there's more pain for us in the summer months here as we move along. But nonetheless, I think it's going to get resolved as we get closer to the fall. But right now, uh, it's really disheartening to see that the Federal Reserve, you know, create this inflation. Now they're trying to put the trying to put the toothpaste back in the tube at the end of the day, Rob. Jeff Kilberg, Chief Investment Officer with Sanctuary Wealth based in Chicago. Thanks for joining us today. Coming up next in Personal Finance Wednesday, help for in investors looking to enter the market during turbulent times. Compounding your interest with an economy of words. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's Personal Finance Wednesday. In this segment, we're focusing on people approaching retirement or who are already retired. We welcome back Mark Horner, Wealth Advisor, Fairhaven Wealth Management, based in Wheaton, the website fairhavenwealth.com. Mark, thanks for joining us today. And uh, there there are two classes of investors we want to talk to right now. Uh, First off are the people who are uh, on the uh, 18th green of their professional life, as it were, and are getting ready to uh, step into retirement. And then the other group are the people who are uh, just embarking on their professional journey, and we're telling them to uh, set aside uh, some money to retire to place in the markets that are uh, uh, continuing to drop 20% over the course of the year. Uh, So so let's start with that that second group. Uh, What do we say to the younger investor? They're setting up their retirement accounts. Uh, They're on FinTalk. They're on Twitter. They're on social media. They're hearing about how crypto is evaporating and the stock market's evaporating rating and that we're facing all these headwinds potentially. What do you say to them about investing right now? Uh, so absolutely. Thank you for letting me start with the second group because that's an easier question to answer, Rob. So it's important to have historical context. Uh, so thinking about the stock market, if we're investing for retirement, as you, as you point out, somebody that's just starting their career, that's a very long time horizon to go. And so going back to 1926, the stock market in rolling 20-year periods has made money every single rolling to 100% of the time if you have a if you have a 20-year time horizon. So as far as a, a bet, if we want to use if we want to use that that word, it's been historically a fantastic bet. And so if we think about think about since 1926, all that's gone on in the world, uh, world world wars, presidential assassinations. Uh, some just awful stuff. The stock market has has been able to shake that off and and deliver and deliver returns over long periods of time. So for anybody that's got somebody that's in their twenties, thirties, forties, that's got 
10, 20, 30, 40 years to go until they until they might be needing that money for retirement. Uh, it's a it's been a wonderful place to be, and so I'd encourage anybody to turn the TV off and don't pay attention to don't pay attention to what's going on in the stock market. Dollar cost average in and stick to your guns, and you will be rewarded. And then if you're uh, thinking about retiring or you just have retired. Um, do you lose sleep right about now? I mean, what? How do you interpret what's happening uh, with the, with the state of your, uh, your your retirement funds if you have retired or you're about to do so? Yeah, so very different dynamics because now that now there's le- now there's less time to 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 have on to have on your side, and so something that we're big fans of for people that are thinking about retirement that might happen, say, over the next three to five years is two things. One is to think about practicing your retirement. And so uh, and so putting some money into your checking account that you think you're going to need to live on each month and then try and live on it and see if see if your your assumptions in your financial plan are, uh, are realistic to give yourself some time to adjust. We're also big fans of trying to build up a little bit of cushion in that checking or savings account. And ideally, that's going to be somewhere between 12 and 24 months of your of your living expenses and the idea for that cushion is to is to go and tap that when we experience things like we're going through in the stock market right now it's just you, you put an awful lot of pressure on your portfolio when you've got difficult stock markets and you are taking money and you are taking money out of it so to have a, a little bit of a a, a steam valve in the form of that cushion we think makes a ton of sense and and for those people that are already in retirement and maybe haven't built up a cushion, I'd say the the horse is out of the barn uh, currently as far as the the stock market has gone. So it would make to me it would make the most sense to stick with the strategy uh, that you've got and maybe revisit creating some cushion after we've come out of the other side of this stock market challenge that we're going through right now. Mark Horner, Wealth Advisor, Fairhaven Wealth Management in Wheaton, the website fairhavenwealth.com. Thanks for joining us. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. We want to bring back uh, Jeff, uh, Mark Horner, who is the Wealth Advisor for Fairhaven Wealth Management on this Personal Finance Wednesday based in Wheaton. We're talking about uh, if you're an older investor or a younger investor, how you should approach this uh, market sell-off, now 20% on the year. Mark, welcome back. We talked about the older investor in the previous segment, the person who uh, is about to retire or has retired, and how little alterations they can make in their strategy uh, to reflect the new reality. But uh, if you're a younger investor, uh, your money could go quite the distance if you get in right now uh, compared to uh, a year ago when uh, everything was going great. Yeah, it, it could. It could, Robin. You know, for younger for younger people getting uh, getting attracted to the shiny objects of things like of things like crypto and uh, what I frankly, I think are distractions uh, long term in the in the investment in the investment market really encourage really encourage younger people to think more about more about putting together a longer term strategy less about less about bets more about thinking about investing as really a chance to own a piece of a, a piece of a company and, and and that's really what the what owning stock uh, really means that you're an owner in the company and so I'd, I'd mu- I'm a much bigger fan of 
investing in things that actually make something, that produce a product, that generate earnings. Uh, I might be an old fuddy-duddy in my thinking, uh, in my thinking along those lines. But, but as we talked about before the break, going back to the, to the early 19, 1920s, the rewards for investing like that have just been have just been consistent and overwhelming. And so, again, for young people to think about maybe a little fun money for the crypto stuff, but the serious money should really be invested in companies that actually that actually produce something. Well, I, I opened my IRA in 2002, and this was uh, coming off of the uh, 9/11 recession, the bursting of the dot-com bubble, and this was a continued continued contributions through the Great Recession, through the COVID recession, uh, through several other downturns. And even with all of those things hitting the market over the course of 20 years, $100 going into the S&P 500 20 years ago is worth 539 today. Right. And so exactly. You're living it personally. Those those numbers are just remarkably compelling. I think think also uh, giving... it's also understandable, though, to think about those those things that you just ran through that you've lived through in hindsight, looking at them versus going through them in the moment. And in the and in the in the moment, it's it's always more difficult uh, to resist reacting in a way like like some people are doing in the current market to just to just sell everything and go to cash until things until things settle down. That can be a very difficult urge to resist in the in the moment the pro- the problem though is whenever the whenever the investment markets turn they tend to turn with some speed and so if a and so if a person takes the view of you know what i'm just going to go to cash i will get back invested uh when the markets settle down by the time you see that markets have settled down a whole bunch of the return that you're talking about has already been experienced and you and you will have you'll put yourself so much further behind in the uh, in the longer term goals that you might have, so so really sticking with that investment strategy, leaning on the experience of history, uh, and getting through days like we're going, you know, times like we're going through today, is is really the the best long term strategy. Mark Horner, wealth advisor, Fairhaven Wealth Management, based in Wheaton. The website fairhavenwealth.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.